0: Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. The files are located on the second floor, at the end of a long hallway. The fluorescent lights above flicker on and off. Open the door on the right. In the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, There it is, a folder labeled with three words that are poured onto stories stories of history, stories of people, stories of death. I'm Luke Poling, and this is Famous Last Words. It's easy, and likely too easy, to begin this story with a joke about how, of course, Nostradamus knew when and how he was going to die, so perhaps it's better to stick with what is known about Michel de Nostradam and what he actually wrote. Nostradamus was born in France, December, 1503. At some point in the 1530s, Nostradamus began working as a physician, eventually opening up his own practice. And if you think I forgot to mention him attending medical school, they didn't. And as it turns out, neither did he. Well, he did attend medical school, but he was expelled for working as a pharmacist, as well as for slandering doctors. After his expulsion, Nostradamus continued working as a pharmacist. He achieved some local notoriety for creating what he called a, quote, rose pill that he claimed would protect you from getting the plague. He married his first wife in 1531, with whom he had two children. All three of them were killed by the plague in 1534. He remarried in 1547 to a rich widow named Anne Pronsard. They would have six children. Nostradamus traveled a lot between France and Italy, helping fight various outbreaks of the plague. In his travels, he began to lose faith in medicine and gained an interest in the occult. In 1550, he published an almanac and for the first time, used the Latinization of his name, Nostradamus. Almanacs usually contained information like weather forecasts, gave advice on good times to plant crops, and the times for the sun to rise and sunset. Some also included predictions. The first almanac was such a success, Nostradamus decided he'd write one of these each year, In just his almanacs, Nostradamus made 6,338 predictions, or prophecies. These books got the attention of nobility and other wealthy patrons who wrote to him and asked him to do their horoscope and their readings. And Nostradamus did. However, he would make his clients provide all of their birth charts, which is really a lot of the work astrologers do. But the times that he did do that legwork, he often messed it up. After finding such a rousing success, Nostradamus decided to up the ante in the prediction game. He began writing a book that would include 1,000 prophecies, and these are what he's best known for to this day. The prophecies were written in quatrains, that is, four lines of verse that rhymed. To make some of his rhymes work, Nostradamus had to use other languages, like Greek, Italian, and Latin, in addition to French. And even then, there's still one quatrain that doesn't rhyme at all. Not to threaten anyone with a good time, but if you actually read the quatrains, you'll quickly notice a few things. First off, a bunch of the predictions are simply cut and pasted from other books. Also, they're incredibly vague. And if all of that isn't questionable enough, not one edition published in his lifetime contained the same quatrains, meaning that at some point along the way, someone else decided to rewrite a few things. So either Nostradamus's predictions are vague and unclear, and the phrase Battles in the clouds mean absolutely nothing, or it's clearly a prediction for World War II, or September 11th. Nevertheless, believers have said that Nostradamus predicted the rise of Napoleon, and Hitler, and the moon landing, and the space shuttle Challenger disaster, and bad news for King Charles III. The Daily Record reports of one Nostradamus expert claiming that the book foretells a short reign and the throne is to be assumed by someone different than the next in line of accession. So, congrats King Harry. God save the King! God save the King! It should also be noted that this last year, the same expert, the same quatrain, predicted that William would assume the crown, bypassing Charles completely. But, back to the publication of the book. Response upon its release was mixed, to say the least. Some people believed that all of Nostradamus's predictions were true, after claiming several had already come to pass, while others thought of him as a scam artist, or, to be even less generous, insane. In 1555, Nostradamus was summoned to the court of Catherine de' Medici, the wife of King Henry II of France. She was a big fan of the Almanac, so much so that she asked Nostradamus to read the horoscopes for both her and her children. This is not to say he was a rousing success everywhere he went, he was reportedly worried that he'd be prosecuted for heresy by the Spanish Inquisition. By 1566, the gout that Nostradamus had been painfully living with for several years got even worse and made travel and overall movement difficult. This eventually led to edema, which is the build-up of fluid and body tissue, making limbs even heavier and making movement of the joints even more painful. On July 2, 1566, his secretary found Nostradamus dead on the floor, between his bed and a bench, or at least that's what we think happened. Details were changed in various accounts, most likely to fit a prediction. In his last words, Nostradamus made yet another correct prediction, or he was just plain lucky when he told his secretary, you will not find me alive at sunrise. Famous Last Words is a production of the Professional Production Company. It is written and narrated by Luke Poling. That's me. It is produced by Heidi Heckquist and myself. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Thompson. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook under Famous Last Words Pod, and on our website you can find full transcripts, credits, and much more, famouslastwordspod.com. Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired, or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness, beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic and wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all.